You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, an interim CEO shares his strategies. That's right, today, Richard Lindenmuth is the author of The Outside the Box Executive. I've invited him to be here today because he's going to be sharing and shedding light on the most important component for any company that's in transition, and that is its people. So I've invited Richard here to discuss his book. But before we do that, I just want to let you know this show is brought to you by our advertisers, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, SunUp Group, and Tea and Company. If you'd like to learn more about our radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead, visit our company's website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Richard, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. I'm excited to have you here. I've read your book, and I wanted to talk to you a bit about your book and kind of share that with our audience. So can can we start by having you tell us a little bit more about your first imperative or the first imperative for a new interim CEO, COO? That, you say in your book, is to listen to the employees. Can you, can you give us a little bit more about that? Well, I sure can. Uh, the last thing a new person can ever do as a president, CEO, or whatever else is to come in and say, okay, everybody, here's what we're going to do. Uh, the probability of being wrong is very high, and you, the probability of everybody just kind of saying, uh-oh, and just sitting there and, and not saying anything is very high as well. And in in my book, I share that it is what I would call active listening, which Wikipedia says is basically listening and then report, repeating back to the people that you're talking with what you think you heard in your words so that you eventually are get on the same page and then consistently stay on the same page. Most of the answers to uh, the, the issues and that are facing the company and what have you are sitting there right in front of you. They've obviously been there for years, uh, been working in this environment, see the inventory building up or the machines that don't work or the shipments that aren't going out the door or whatever, however you might describe it. And so getting them to uh, share their thoughts and repeating back to them what you've heard uh, is very important as a first stop. So if I understand correctly what you're saying, Richard, is that the new interim executive should listen carefully to the people and then use active listening skills such as repeating back what they've just told them to make sure they've properly understood what was being said? Exactly, and then first uh, they they understand that you're listening to them, and second, uh, the likelihood that you're going to have some things that you can say that's a great idea. Let's do it uh, relatively quickly. Then it shows that you are indeed listening, and that you're going to act upon what you have heard. Not every decision that you make is strategic. It could be just simply fix fix the coffee uh, machine so that all of us can get coffee can be really simple things, but it shows that you're listening. Right. The other part, as the other process starts, and you show that you're listening, you, you're the one that has the resources, the money, the one who can establish priorities and what have you. And if you listen carefully, uh, you can determine what should be done today, tomorrow, what could possibly wait, and what have you. So as you establish the priorities and, and put resources behind some of the uh, areas, 
you're also showing that you're listening, but you're also showing that you are a CEO. We're interviewing and speaking with Richard Lindenmuth. He is the author of the book, The Outside the Box Executive. And, you know, as I read your book, I thought, this is certainly... Uh, powerful content for CEOs and maybe interim CEOs, people that are newly in that position. But I also thought this book would be appropriate for other leaders in the organization. Can you share uh, the inspiration, Richard, for why you wrote this book? Sure. The outside the box. I mean, in our lives, we are all in boxes, whether it's as a parent or a teacher or whatever else. And where thing people expect us to stay and and act and what have you, the world is changing so quickly with technology, the internet, uh, uh, SOE, and other things that the boxes are being broken. And if we stay inside a box, we're we're not going to do very well. The other part was that um, I had a lot of people that came and worked with me as I came into a corporation. They were there, or since so this is number twenty three for me. Some of those people said, gosh, the next time you do a project, could I go along with you? And two or three of those people are now CEOs of other companies. Hmm. And several of them said, gosh, you know, you have a template in effect. It changes slightly, but you're active listening and other things. You should write a book. And so I thought about it and sat down and uh, did that and uh, actually found as I read the book um, that I exposed more of my thinking than I had thought I would. And that's always uh, interesting. Right. It's always, uh, being an author of books as well, it's interesting to go back and read your work, isn't it? It, uh, it, it? Especially if you've put it down for a while and you go back after a period of time. And my first book came out in 2009, and sometimes when I go back and reread a chapter, I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, I reminds myself of some of the things that I was thinking at that moment as well. But it's not about me, it's about our author today, Richard Linden Muth, and he is the author. And you're an interim executive as well. I, I understand that. And um, you've been helping a lot of companies in, in difficult situations to improve turnaround, etc. But, you know, you suggest in your book leaders need to have and develop strategic empathy. Would you explain that term and what it, what its role is in leadership, Richard? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when you walk into a company, particularly one that's in trouble, but, uh, you know, in any case, uh, even as somebody who's in uh, an organization and brand new but is the leader and never been uh, uh, in the organization before, now you have to expect some anxiety. Uh, and when you walk in with a, a company in crisis, many people will be scared, angry. Uh, I mean, it's really natural given the conditions that you walk into. Uh, but fear and uncertainty are fertile grounds for doubt and resistance. Mm-hmm. So you really need to quell it, and, and you, or else you'll, you'll be part of a very dysfunctional situation. And... You know, of course, you don't want to hear the word no, you want to hear yes, and what have you. But as a leader, you really have to be able to reach people on the emotional level, uh, or you lose them. And so when I go out and talk with people, inevitably I'm going to hear no. I don't try to counter it. I just simply, you know, quiet, respect, listen a little bit further to what they have to think. And it's, I'm looking for answers, and if I start you know, adding to resistance. I don't get that. And the other part that's very important is to do it yourself. Don't ask uh, some of the other people to provide you the information. Get out and and walk around. I think Tom Peters in his book, In Search of Excellence, years ago, 
created the term management by walking around. Right. I think that's very valuable today. That's excellent. All right, Richard, we're going we're gonna to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, I'm going to ask Richard to discuss one of his strategic empathy, kind of the seven leadership tips for interim CEOs. But I also think this is advice for any leader at any level in the companies that are listening, the kind of companies that listen here to Critical Mass Radio Show. And we're going to be talking about your your directive and your advice, Richard, which is to focus on the middle. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Richard after these words from our sponsors. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Hey, did you know that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months, or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. Many of you know that I am a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa and have been a member for seven years. I find the club staff to be both personally comfortable with me, but also very professional with me and my guests. They call me by my name. It's certainly wonderful to walk in there and have a great staff that welcomes you so personally as you visit the club. The club is a fantastic center for business. If you want to meet some of the most interesting business leaders in Orange County, then uh, joining the club and attending their events is an outstanding way to do that. My members love being there because I hold all my week, my monthly CEO peer group meetings there, my daily meetings I hold at the club, any special event that I'm having like my annual executive conference, we always do it at the club. We've done 11 of them there with hundreds of people who show up. I really encourage you to consider the Center Club in Costa Mesa as the business site for you if you're looking for a place where you can meet and connect with some of Orange County's prominent business leaders. My members like the newly remodeled meeting rooms and the common areas. It's a great club if you're planning a private event. Maybe possibly you have a wedding coming in the future or a, or a big birthday that you want to have a party or your company has a function and they're looking for a place that speaks of class, but yet it's comfortable in its environment. To find out more about the Center Club, visit their website, center-club.com. All right, this is Rick Franzi, Critical Mass Radio Show. Our special guest today is 
Richard Lindenmuth, and he is the author of his book, The Outside the Box Executive. Richard, I said before the break I was going to ask you to share a little bit, and kind of one of the seven strategies, which is to focus on the middle. What do you mean by that term? Well, at the top, there's no interest in change. Although leaders are supposed to lead and and form directions and strategies, if a company has been running in a a long, particularly for a long while today, the the most visible are the telecom industries and and the cable industry that are faced with major changes, and yet the top is not making the changes. The middle is the fertile ground. The people there see direction that's happening today, have good understanding or ideas about where things should uh, change or where they might go. And the bottom is really just following along, although not without some ideas. And what I generally tell people, particularly vice presidents, is that you, the vice presidents, are what I will call the elder council. You've earned your jobs. You have experience. You have respect. You have been able to communicate and lead. Uh, but you've also reached a, a, a post in your career where you don't want your judgment questioned. So rather than put you into a constant uh, area where you're going to be questioned, you know, you guys will act as the uh, elder counsel. Things will not be done without your thoughts and your involvement, but stay away from the day-to-day collection of the, the what, what we described earlier as the very positive and active listening process. And so as we go down to the middle they come up and say, gosh, you know, we've been trying to get this idea across for a while. What about this? Or we'll see all this inventory. We have ideas about how some of that slow-moving inventory could be moved. And then you you find that groups of people have very similar ideas. And in general, I'll ask one person to lead a group, stand up and present what they think uh, should be done with some coaching, not uh, direction, but just coaching on which are the uh, important things to bring out first, second, third, what are the milestones that could be uh, identified, etc. And then we present them through the uh, um, elder council, and that does us several things. It makes sure that they feel they're not going to lose their jobs, so the fear goes away. They all of a sudden feel like they have some value that they can add, and they won't be laughed at, their judgment won't be questioned. And the middle group, that's where the change in the ideas come from, is very excited that, oh my gosh, they're listening, and we're going to do this, and our company's going to be even better than it was before. So that, that's, to me, is a very, very strategic approach to uh, uh, changing, fixing, particularly larger companies, but even smaller companies. And how many firms have you uh, been hired to be the interim CEO for, Richard? Uh, this is number 23, Styrotech out in California. They're in the uh, food packaging business. We're losing money, and we're spending as much as uh, 50,000 gallons of water, wastewater a day in the California drought. Wow. So they needed a uh, they needed a few things that were going on out here, and everybody out here in California is familiar with the heat, the drought, and all of the other issues that are there. Uh, and so, you know, all of a sudden, having a, ma- a manufacturing facility break down and having water dripping out of the uh, equipment uh, to the tune of thirty five thousand or gallons a day, 
very unacceptable. So they needed some some change relatively quickly. You know, I grew up in some farming and agriculture areas, so I remembered that there is equipment that you can put on flatbed trailers to filter and fix the water issues. And so we had that done within two weeks. And then within six weeks, we were back in production. And within three months, we were back into uh, uh, positive cash flow and profitability. Oh, congratulations, Richard. Uh, I I wonder if you could um, share what you've learned. Okay, so you have have great experience in this. You practiced it, and you actually wrote a book based on your methodology. But I'm wondering, in the process of writing the book, did you learn anything else about leadership and sort of the responsibilities of the leader in an organization like this that you didn't know prior to publishing your book? Well, I think the answer has to be yes. And it's, it's uh, uh, you know, any one of us who thinks that we're the smart one and have all the answers, uh, you know, that's one of the things you do learn with experience, that you, you don't have the answers. But like in law school or an MBA school or whatever else, you learn that there are ways to find answers as opposed to having to know the answers. And I would say the other part is that uh, out of 10 ideas, eight are usually not so usable. Uh, But if you keep on telling everybody who comes up with an idea that that's not usable, uh, then eventually you don't get the good ones either. And that that takes a little while to sit back and to listen and, um, you know, particularly a leadership CEO personality, listening isn't always easy. So it really is important to not lead by making statements or waiting until somebody finishes their conversation so you can continue your thought. All right. Uh, that's, that's a hard lesson. Yeah, listening isn't waiting for the other person to stop talking so you can start talking, right? That's not listening, right? All right. Exactly. You know, I like to ask this question of many of the guests that have been on the program. It's it, We call it our guiding principle question. And, in fact, we've uh, written three books with this, with the answers that many of my past guests have given me. So, you know, with all your experience in the very different industries that you've been in, et cetera, Richard, I wonder if, could you discuss your particular experience and maybe a key lesson that you've learned through this? I call it your guiding principle, your, you know, your overarching philosophy of how you approach the role that you have when you come into these companies. Can you share your guiding principle with our audience, please, Richard? I guess I would, I would say it's integrity, and, but I'd have to describe it a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit like, you know, in this particular company, we had some uh, areas where waste or scrap was just showing up in uh, different parts of the factory floor. And when I walked through and I saw it, you know, if I walked by it, then I set it, uh, it as an acceptable standard. So instead, I started picking it up and putting it in trash and bags and things like that. And people looked at me like, oh, my gosh, what's he doing? But I never had a dirty floor again here either. So you, you set a standard by what you're doing, and you don't want to set a standard that is less than you believe is correct. So everything that you do, everything that you say, integrity is very, very critical. Mean what you say, do what you say, represent what you say, participate in what you say. Don't uh, ask people to do things that you wouldn't do in ways that you wouldn't do them. That, to me, is a very, very strong guiding uh, uh, principle. And and, uh, if I... I try to say to people, look, get your work done during your eight-hour shift or 10 hours or whatever it is. 
And that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I leave at 5 o'clock. But if I see people who are there working till 8 o'clock at night, I ask them if they want or need a little bit of extra help or whether they uh, are having any issues that should be addressed or whatever. And I try to participate, again, with empathy, mm-hmm. integrity, doing things that I would do and, and that I would hope somebody would ask me if they were walking around someplace and I were working till 11 o'clock at night. Excellent. I'm um, being told that we're out of time for this part of our interview today, Richard, and uh, I really do appreciate the conversation we've had up to this point. I wouldn't feel good about the conversation if I didn't ask you, though. If someone listening to Critical Mass Radio Show wants to buy your book and learn more about what you do, where would you say to go? they should go to find the book, The Outside the Box Executive? It's very quick on Amazon.com. Uh, either under the outside the box executive or under my name and uh, the easiest other way to find me is under google or through the association of interim executives which is also on the internet so why don't you spell your name it is richard uh and then my last name is l as in i'll just do it easily l i n as in november d as in delta E as in Echo, N as in November, M as in Mike, U Uniform, T Tango, H Hotel. And you can probably tell I'm a veteran. I very much appreciate the time that you've shared with us here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Continued success with your book. Thank you for making the commitment to write this book. I've enjoyed learning a little bit more about you and, and how you approach business. Thank you very much for your time. Welcome to the Critical Mass community, and thanks for being a friend of the program. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a real short commercial break here, just a few seconds, 90 seconds or so, and then we are excited to have Kim Shepard, who is CEO of Decision Toolbox. But we have her here on the radio program today because we're going to be talking about her second book, Get Scrappy, Business Insights to Make Your Company More Agile. So don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this interview with Kim Shepard after these words from our commercial sponsors. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based and Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tnco.me. 
When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 